Now, here's your host, Mark Moses. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome indeed to our number two of the Moses Show. Let's go to Orlando and go over the latest on the Orlando Magic. This guy does a great job. He was at the facility earlier today for practice. He's my good friend, Philip Rossenreich, with Orlando Magic Daily. Philip, how you doing today? I am doing good, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing just fine. I know it's off day. They were practice. How did it go today, and who did you get to speak with? Yeah, we, we we talked to to Coach. Obviously, we talked to Paolo as well. And you know, it's 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 kind of refreshing. I would say, you know, the Magic played Monday. Obviously, was not their best game Monday. Probably their worst game of the season on Monday. Hmm. Uh, so there's a little bit of determination to to get back to the level of play that they're at. But undoubtedly, too, it, it's a little bit of a refresh, refreshment to be able to get into a practice, have a practice today, have a practice on Thursday before they head out, head up to Memphis, to get it just a couple days to tighten some things up and, and sharpen up as they get ready for a really important seven-game stretch heading into the trade deadline in a couple you know, weeks. We were talking about Paulo yesterday where they were hinting at the roster, some of these guys that could make Team USA basketball. Has Paulo talked about this? Because I know he was in the FIBA tournament last fall. Yeah, yeah, he was asked about it earlier today, and he said, you know, he he said, yeah, I knew I, I, knew I was going to be named to the list, but my focus right now is is on the season, and you know, you know, you know, I think he's obviously looking forward to the opportunity to to train with Team USA and potentially make the roster that heads to the Olympics and Olympics in July. But uh, for him, it's all about this season. It's all about kind of making the most of the season. And I think, you know, he's excited obviously for that opportunity, but he sees a big opportunity for this team as they get closer to the All Star break and, and get to the playoff push afterwards. Philip, you bring up the All Star break. Does Mr. Paulo Bencaro deserve to be an all-star for the Eastern Conference? I mean, I might be a little biased, but I, I do think he has put up all-star numbers. I, I think that he should be uh, should be in, in the all-star game. You know, he has carried this Magic team. He's done everything that they could ask for. It, it's really rare to see that in a second-year, 21-year-old player to see the list that he has given this team. And, you know, the Magic are not in the position they are without without Paolo, to be perfectly honest, and, and the effort that he gave when so many guys were out and hurt. He, he really kind of stepped his game up. And whether he makes the All-Star team this year or not, you know, I think there is it, – it, it, it's probably trending closer to 50-50 than it was maybe a couple of weeks ago. I think right now the Magic's record is probably hurting his candidacy more than anything else. There's a lot of really, really, really quality players – in the Eastern Conference, uh, that that are that will easily throw their name into the hat, into the ring, uh, to make the All Star team. But it's going to happen sooner than later for Paolo. And you know, if, if he has a good finishing kick here with with the reserves being announced next Thursday, uh, you know, there's a chance that he could be heading to Indy to play in the Sunday game and not just the Friday game. What have you seen on him on the court that you didn't see from him last year? I think just it's just a lot more patience. Um, you know, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone said about Paolo that, you know, in college, he kind of played at his own pace. Like you really couldn't speed him up. And, and even last year, like you could see that, that it really took a lot for teams to speed him up and, and to trying to kind of throw him off his game as a rookie. Uh, you know, he was seeing double and, and sometimes triple teams that a lot of rookies don't see. And, you know, he still seemed to handle it really, really well. And, and I think this year, you can honestly see that that he slowed down even more, and, and this is a good way of slowing down. This isn't yeah. like oh, he's just playing so slow; it's, it's easy for the defense to recognize him. Now, he is reading defenses so well. You know, I think the fact that he's averaging nearly five assists per game 
is a big statement of how much his game has grown. You know, he's obviously shooting the ball a lot better. He's scoring more. But the fact that he has been, you know, he's been a triple-double threat on several nights. He's got a triple-double this year. I think that really shows how much his game has grown and, and how much he's kind of learned how to handle the pressure of being the number one player on a team. When you're at the Amway Center, and you do a great job, we're here with Philip Ross yeah, and Reich with Orlando Magic Daily. Do you see a lot of Magic 5 Ben Caro jerseys now at the Amway? I'm sorry, Kia Center. Got to get that right. <laughs> no worries. It's, it's, we're, all, we're all still getting used to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you're, you know, I honestly, it, it's not so much the Kia Center that I'm starting to see more Palo jerseys. You know, I was, I was out on the road uh, for, for this last road trip. I saw a lot of five jerseys in Miami. I saw a lot of five jerseys in New York. I saw a lot of five jerseys in Atlanta. You go out to the theme parks, you see, you see, see some five jerseys out there. There are a lot of Magic fans out there. And, and I think, you know, I think everyone's been waiting for a team in a season like this. You know, the Magic were over 500 at the game 41 mark, the midpoint of a regular season for the first time since Dwight left, since Dwight's final season. So everyone senses that a, that this is a, a playoff-capable team, and that gets everyone very, very excited. But everyone senses that this is the start of something that's going to be long-lasting. And so you, you definitely feel, you know, inside the Kia Center, you definitely feel it everywhere around town. You feel it wherever the Magic go, that there's a, there's a legitimate excitement about what this team can accomplish and what this team can do. The one thing that's missing, and I brought this up with Paolo on Media Day, and he, he smiled at me, but I really mean this. He's been wearing the Zion shoe, the Jason Tatum. He needs his own Jordan shoe, buddy. We need that's the next step of this. We need it, buddy. Yeah, he's I mean, he's got some work to get there. There's, there's <laughs> no there's no doubt about that. But, you know, being being part of the Team USA program that put him kind of front and center, you know, he's going to get a, a you know, what he, he if he makes the All-Star team game, that's a big stage for him. He'll obviously get oh, yeah. the TNT game coming up here, making the playoffs that's where you build your reputation. You know, a lot of Magic fans are frustrated that they only have that one TNT game, uh, uh, you know, coming up in, in uh, next month in a couple weeks. Um, everyone's upset that that's the only chance that the fans are going to get to see this team on national TV and and kind of make their make their statement to the league, make the playoffs. That's where your story gets told. That's where you really figure out who you are, and that's where you know, those national marketers realize, oh, this this guy is pretty good. Maybe we should uh, focus our some attention on him. Let's talk about that night. So I think they're taking on the Thunder, but is that the Shaq retirement jersey night yes. as well? It is. Shaq is actually broadcasting the game for TNT. <laughs> really? That is awesome. Yeah. Is, He's going to the- be on the call for that game. Is the whole TNT crew going to be there? What's going to happen? I, I don't I don't think the whole TNT crew is going to be there. I think it's their Tuesday night crew. Um, so, uh, see, uh, from what I understand, Stan Van Gundy will also be calling that game for TNT from, from what I understand. So, um, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a big game. You know, I think obviously before even the Shaq Jersey retirement announcement was made, um, that was a game everyone had circled on their calendar. Obviously the only national TV game on the magic schedule, at least in the preseason, um, there's certainly a case to be made that some games should be added to the schedule. If Powell makes an all-star game, I would suspect that the magic will get, Another nationally televised game added to their schedule, especially uh, as we get closer to the playoff chase, and the Magic should be in a very tight playoff chase. So they'll be in some nationally relevant games. But um, everyone had that game circled on the calendar regardless. And so it's going to be a big night. It's a night everyone's been looking forward to, and, and you just hope that the Magic uh, perform well and then put their best foot forward. Okay, as a basketball fan, 
Don't you feel like also the Thunder should be on TV? Like I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting Look, tired of this with these games. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you have a long enough segment for me to get up on my soapbox and talk about how poorly I think the NBA schedules out these national TV games and features a lot of the wrong teams or features some teams way too much and are just far too conservative. They don't, they honestly, the NBA does not do a good enough job building stars. You know, I know the Indiana Pacers have fallen off a little bit, but they had this magical run through the in-season tournament and they don't play another national TV game until they play Boston. I think uh, toward the, either toward the end of this month or, or, or in February, that's their only time on national TV. If, if I were an executive, I would have said, let's find a game to get the Pacers on national TV. Let's build on this momentum. Let's build Tyrese Halliburton as a future star and say, hey, here's a, here's a player that's going to be part of the future of the league. Let's get those guys front and center. You know, to me, a team like the Thunder, a team like the Magic, a team like the Pacers, I'm not saying put them on 15, 20 times. Like, you, yeah. you've still got to go to your bread and butter. But, so, but the NBA needs to start building its, building its future stars and, and, and also showing that these markets that are not kind of premium markets, that are not, you know, maybe traditional powers in the league, that they're worth watching and paying attention to. Uh, you know, I love Victor Wembenyama. I think he's had a fantastic season. The fact that the NBA put him on national TV 18 times on a Spurs team that's won only eight games, that, that to me is a little suspect. I, to me, that, that's, that's putting all your eggs in one basket and saying, hey, the NBA is more talented and deeper than it's ever been. Let's showcase the whole breadth of the league and build some new stars because LeBron's not going to be there forever. Stephen Curry's not going to be there forever. Kevin Durant's coming toward the end of his career. You got to start building your stars for the future. And I don't think the NBA has done a very good job of that. I agree with you. We're here at Philip Ross and Reich with Orlando Magic Daily. I mean, the Eastern Conference, they show Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee, right? All the time. I mean, all the time, those three teams. Those are, those are your title contenders. Uh, look, they should be on national TV. Like, national TV games to me should be as much as a reward as anything else. Like, those teams are very good. They're going to win it. They're, they're going to be competing for a championship. They should get be on TV fifteen, you know, fi- you know, fifteen plus times or ten plus times or whatever the number might be. But you got to give a bone to some of the younger teams out there I that agree. are trying to make their way and have played really well. Like Denver last year was a surprise to a lot of people because they weren't on TV, and all the NBA heads who watch League Pass every night were like, "No, Denver's been this good all year. Y'all just weren't paying attention because no one talks about the Denver Nuggets." The NBA needs to change that. Like they need to they need to make sure yes. they're featuring teams that are that are playing well. What? Okay, you're gonna hate this. I put no, the heat, put the heat on more. They went to the finals. They just they added scary yeah, Terry. Just, yeah, to some extent. Yeah, put them yeah, on. Just to some, to some extent. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's a fun team to watch. And then look, the Heat, the Heat do get their share of national TV games. And, and I get it. They don't have kind of the the bold star. You know, like Jimmy Butler's good, but he's not a super duper star. And look again, I'm not saying you're saying. The Magic deserve 10, 12 national TV games. Give us three or four. Give All right. Us, you know, give, give, you know, give us, give us a, give us a few. Paolo Vancaro is the, knows the number one pick of last year's draft was rookie of the year. He has not been on national TV once this year. It, it, it's, it's, it's uh, over the last like five or six years, he has waited the longest to get on national TV. I know he had a game pulled last year from national TV because of Chet Holmgren's injury, but it's, it's tremendous disrespect to the kind of talent that he has. And frankly, the way the Magic have played, everyone is still surprised the Magic are in the play are in the play in chase or in the playoff chase when they shouldn't be. This team's been really good now for almost a whole year.
All right, here's what happened the other night. So I look at my phone and it says Embiid has 70. And then it says Cat has 62 in the fourth. So I turn on NBA TV and I'm like, what's this? And they're, I think they were playing Atlanta or something. I'm like, just flip to Cat. Show me that, please, in real time. That's all I ask. Show me the game so I can see it. Nope. That's, that's, Sorry. They probably, they probably should be doing something like that. I agree with that. Like when there's a big story, find a way to get it on TV. And get hopefully like – you know, hopefully when they reach their new TV deal with Amazon, like you'll be able to, you'll be able to access that on Amazon Prime very easily. I agree. By the way, I just want you to know this. So I was at Walmart and they were selling posters. You know, you see it all the time, electronic section. They got the posters for the kids. They sold a Franz Wagner and Apollo Bancaro poster. No, really. I saw it. Nice. That's right. Moving up in the world. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there. There they are getting there. All right. What was it like going to the garden to cover an NBA game? The gar- like the garden is, is the one of the craziest and coolest like game experiences I've ever seen. Like you could just you can just feel the aura and the history in that place. Um, you know, it it it's it, it's a lot smaller than you think, which is which is yes. the thing that surprised me. Everything in New York's obviously built vertically. Um, so it's a lot smaller than you think, but that that works in its favor because everything just feels so uh, so intimate. Um, and like, it's just a very cool building. The, the, D, the in arena DJ is fantastic. Just the whole vibe in the building is great. Getting in and out is not fun because again, it's New York. Everything's built vertically. Um, but, but I, I can't, you know, that was a bucket list item and, 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 you know, I'm glad I got the chance to work again. And, and didn't the magic win? The magic did win. Yes. They're tough. <laughs> <laughs> what celebrities did you see courtside? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, who was there? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was there. Uh, God, who else was there? Uh, um, Bund- there uh, Henrik Lundqvist was there from the Rangers. Nice. Um, there, there were there were a few there were a few there were a few people there. You know, I'm, I'm blanking on who because obviously I'm focused on the game and it's thinking okay. about the, thinking about the basketball more than than who's courtside. Did you did you sit on the floor? No, they had they had us up in the they had us up kind of in the in the lower part of the two hundred section. There's still great seats. I mean, there's there's not a bad seat in that building. Again, like I said, it's it's built so vertically Mm. that that you really can't have a bad seat in that house. All right, what was Atlanta like, Philly? Uh, Philip, what was it like? Atlanta was Atlanta was great. You know, I I really I really like I really liked Atlanta. Um, you know, again, like I've been in that building a few times. They just renovated it. It's it's super nice. It's you know, it's not the garden. You know, nothing is, but. Uh, they do, they do a great job with their game, with their game production. And, and, and I, you know, again, just navigating that building was, was, you know, besides a really small visiting, uh, visiting press conference room, um, was, was a really, was really, was a really solid experience too. You know, again, great game as well. You know, hurt to, hurt to lose that one. But, um, you know, if, if you ever have a chance as a Magic fan, going to a road game is, is, abs- is an absolute yeah. blast. It, now- it's, you know, just be respectful for everyone. They'll, they'll, res- hopefully they'll respect you if you're respectful to them. Um, but you know, getting a chance to go on the road is, is always a good time. And I'll just say this. I went and covered a game at the Miami heat arena. It, it's a nice arena. It, it's such, and I want to get your take. It's such a different vibe compared to going to the Kia center in Orlando. Do you feel that way? Yeah. I mean, every, every building has its own vibe for sure. And, and, and you can see uh, Casilla center is, it, it's a great building. It, it really yes. is. It's, it's smaller than you think it is. And, and that allows it to trap the noise really, really well. Um, it, it's, it's definitely a different, different kind of vibe. And, and again, every team does their game ops very differently. I, I love the magic game presentation. I think it, it makes sense to me. It's also what I'm comfortable with. Um, and so, 
Uh, and so it, it's definitely a different experience. And again, it's, it's, it's just great to get around the league and, and see how other teams do things and, and, and experience their home buildings. And you get a better appreciation of kind of the environments that these players go, go to. You know, you think everything's kind of cookie cutter, but it's not. Everything is just a little bit different everywhere you go. All right, let's end with this. You talk about the team. They're going to play, uh, what is it, Friday at Memphis. <sighs> this team's two games above 500. Have they started to falter? What What is it exactly? Because they had such a hot start to the season. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things working here. Um, first, they, they dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, being down Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter, those are two starters. And, and while, yes, the Magic did go on that nine-game win streak without them, um, missing those guys really started to take its toll. And then you lose Franz Wagner. Then you lose Jonathan Isaac for a little bit. Then you lose Gary Harris. Um, very few teams can survive uh, losing that many players and maintain the pace that the Magic were on. Now, we're the Magic, uh, you know, uh, a 14 and five team, a team that was, that's nine games above 500. Probably not. That was probably a, a fire that was burning bright and, and they were playing with a ton of momentum and confidence and eventually that was going to break. Are they the team right now that I think lost, uh, 16 of their last 25 games? Probably not. That's a team that's been very, very hurt. And we all knew when the schedule came out that December and January, and especially this stretch in early January, was going to be the toughest part of the schedule. It feels like we're, A, starting to get healthy. We saw what that looked like Sunday in the win over Miami with Franz, with Franz back in the lineup and Wendell and Markell returning to the lineup, to the starting lineup. We saw what that looks like and we saw how good this team can be. Now it also feels like we're starting to get to a weaker part of the schedule. Um, according to J- John Schumann, the Magic have played the third-hardest schedule in the league by opponent win percentage. So they've played a very difficult schedule. The rest of the way, the Magic have the easiest schedule in the league by opponent win percentage. they still got two games against San Antonio, two games against Memphis, a game against Washington, three games against Detroit. They still have a lot of the weaker teams in the league left to go on the surface. They've got one more against Portland as well. They have an eight-game homestand coming up in March. This Magic team always kind of understood and knew they just had to get to the all-star break and then the schedule was going to really open up for them to to make up some ground so right now it's about kind of holding the ship steady getting healthy getting some confidence back and then there's a chance to really make a run here to to end the season so uh, i think we're uh, you know the magic have struggled they've they've crashed back down to earth but there's definitely an opportunity and a reason to be hopeful and optimistic that this team's going to take another leap. They just got to take care of their business. And, and then frankly, it starts Friday in Memphis to beat uh, an injured and an injured and, and kind of feeding Memphis Grizzlies team. Should we keep our eye on the trade deadline for the Orlando magic? You have to, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this is a, this is still a long-term project. Um, this is still a, a team that is looking toward the future and I think we can all see with some of the struggles they've had, you know, we can see very clearly what flaws this team has. They, they're going to have to make moves. Um, and it's whether they come at the deadline or whether they come in the summer, this group as it's constructed is not the group that's winning a championship. Uh, and so they're going to have to make some adjustments. They're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to push some chips in to the center of the table eventually. That could very well be in a couple weeks here at the trade deadline. And, you know, the Magic have the tools. They have the, the the players and the assets to go out and make a move that makes this team better. Uh, the question is, will they find that deal now, or does that come in the summer? It, but it, but it's definitely coming very, very soon. I want to go to the playoffs this year. I hope you do as well. Everyone does. I I, I mean, I, 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 think, I think the most, like, just, again, this is a long-term project. 
the most important thing this Magic team can do is get to a seven-game series and really figure out what they need. You know, Paolo and Franz don't know how a defense is going to handle them in the playoffs. Going up against the Milwaukee, a Boston, the Philadelphia, and seeing how those teams try to try to squeeze the life out of them in a seven-game series, like even if they lose in five, that's the most important thing that can happen for the team. They they have to experience what a series is like. What stadium do you have to hit next, buddy? What's on the list? I mean, I'm 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 going back down to Miami in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm hoping that there there is not a trip to Indianapolis in April uh, in in the offing, but but that could be where I'm headed next, and then it, it's potentially Boston or Milwaukee you, in April. Did you take the train to go to Miami? I, I did not take the train. Uh, I had to be back in I had to be back in Orlando uh, Saturday for the UCF game, so I, I did the overnight and got back wow. at four thirty from that from that game. Wow, you are a gamer. You do not mess around. And UCF beat West Virginia last night. What's and they beat West Virginia last night. Yeah, their their UCF basketball is looking very very strong right now. Like they're they they've got an identity. You know, not the perfect hey. team by any stretch, but they've shown they've shown in the Big Twelve that you're not going to just push them over. They're they're going to fight you tooth and nail. You know, if you can get to twenty wins or more, which is a possibility, you have those wins against Kansas, Texas, and West Virginia. That's not a bad resume if you're going to get in the tournament. It's it's it's, it's not bad. They they I think they're lacking. You know. The NCAA tournament is, is definitely a pipe dream. They got to be above 500 in Big 12 play. And obviously you'll get some really nice wins if you do that. Yeah. Um, their non-conference was really lacking. I think that loss to Stetson is going to end up really hurting them uh, in, in the long run. That's, that's just, you know, no offense to the Hatters. We, we love the Hatters here, yeah. but um, that, that's, that's just not a good resume building win. But, you know, it's the Big 12. If you finish strong in the Big 12, you should absolutely be in the conversation. UCF, I think, still has a long way to go to, to get there. But again, I think they, they're, you know, I expected them to be competitive. I didn't think they'd be pushovers, but they've been a lot better and a lot feistier than I think anyone in the Big 12 imagined. And that, that is an extreme credit to Johnny Dawkins and, and the job he's done making that team believe and bringing that team together so quickly after all the changes they made in the offseason. Horns down, baby. That's what I like. Phil <laughs> yeah, Broston Reich, Orlando Magic Daily. My man, thanks for your help and have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark.